0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortor on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy Monday, happy, happy post-Super Bowl Monday here. Super Bowl 53, the big game that the Patriots won six championships in nine seasons, making it out of nine out of the last 18, so it's not even that that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have gone to nine Super Bowls. It's that they've gone to nine Super Bowls in 18 years, 50% of the time winning 67% of them. That is uncanny. Those numbers are insane. Nobody can say that. I mean, maybe if we go back and we talk about the old Yankees or the old Celtics or the Lakers or whatnot, but when we're talking about football, you know, that's just not... It's just not a thing. So, tremendous, tremendous. And again, whether you like the Patriots or not, you have to respect them. Whether they're your team or not, whether you rooted against them or not, whether you're sick of them winning or not, you have to give respect where respect is due. And and the respect is definitely due to this team. They have figured out a way to beat everybody but the NFC East. They, you know, They can't beat the Giants in the Super Bowl, and they couldn't beat the Eagles. So, outside of that, they could take on anybody else. And, you know, do what they got to do. And by the way, the NFC East definitely winning against the AFC East because the NFC East took the Bills four straight Super Bowls and didn't allow them to win out of the AFC East. And now, you know, you got the NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles and New York Giants, the only ones that know how to beat Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. So, just a, a very uh, interesting scenario that the NFC East is definitely holding its own against the AFC East when we look at Super Bowl history. But this time around, the NFC West didn't have much to say about what went on here. And, and, and still, you know, I, I just, I'm digging. I want to know what happened with Todd Gurley because none of this makes any sense. No, I mean, you know, oh, you know, we, we should have put him in more, but. You know, we were just in this situation. It's Todd Gurley, okay? It's Todd Gurley. You pass him the ball, you let him run. It's Todd Gurley. This is a guy who is capable of over 1,000 yards in a season. It is Todd Gurley. He is the highest paid running back in the NFL. So use him. It's Todd Gurley, okay? That's like the Bulls making it to the finals and going, I don't think we need to put Jordan out there. And I'm not saying that Gurley is the GOAT like Jordan is. I'm just making it, I'm just saying you don't take the best player of your team and leave him out there. You don't leave Babe Ruth on the bench, okay? You don't say maybe Hank Aaron shouldn't hit right now with us down by two runs. You don't say, you know what, David Beckham, he's really not that great of a soccer player. (laughs) I mean, the reality of it all is you don't leave your best on the bench. And if Todd Gurley had a broken leg, I mean, you talk about, i mean and we're going to talk with Rob Drummond about it tomorrow, you got a broken leg, they're like, snap it back into place. I got to play. It's the Super Bowl. You might never get the chances of you not making, unless you're the Patriots, the chances of you not making the Super Bowl again are greater than your chances of making the Super Bowl again. So if you're Gurley, this might never happen again for the rest of your life. Okay. I'm going out on the field. I don't care if McVeigh says no, I'm going out on the field anyways. I'm going, CJ, get off the field. I gotta do something here. It's Todd Gurley. And all the quotes I read you today from Jared Goff, I want to get him the ball, it's not my decision. Sean McVay, you know, I should have thought about it, but we were scheming and da, da, da. We had to pass the ball, you know, and then Todd Gurley going, I felt good, but you know, I had to wait my turn. I don't make those decisions. No, I mean, this screams conspiracy. This screen, I mean, if it's not a conspiracy, then it's just one of the most horrendous coaching decisions in the history of mankind. And I'm not trying to witch hunt Sean McVay. I'm just stating an obvious fact. How do you forget about number 30? How do you let him just sit there? What is your reasoning? What is your mentality of it all? Oh, yeah, we should have played Todd Gurley a little bit more. Yeah. you should have. It makes absolutely, positively, no sense. This is what... We'll go on to another quote that was made here by Sean McVay after the game. Yeah, you know, he is. I never enabled us to get into a rhythm offensively. We didn't have any third down conversions really the whole first half. They did a great job it seemed like every time we got a little bit of a positive play then we'd end up having a penalty or move ourselves back i think a lot of it was a result of some of the things they did but then also the play selection i was not pleased at all with my feel for the flow of the game and kind of making some adjustments as the game unfolded and giving ourselves a chance to have some success and put some points on the board credit to them they did a good job i certainly didn't do enough didn't do good enough for us but todd is healthy and we just didn't really get a chance to get anybody going today offensively, and that starts with me. So you have a healthy, arguable, number one in the nation running back who you just paid a large lump sum of money to, who you kind of, sort of, didn't know how to use in a football game I understand youth. I understand confusion. I understand the moment getting to you. I get all of that. But he's Todd Gurley. That should have been a post-it note that Sean McVay put on his forehead. If at any time during the Super Bowl you get nervous, remember to play Todd Gurley. Okay? That's the note you don't forget. And I don't care who you are as a coach. I don't care if you're Nick Saban when he coached the Dolphins, and yeah, I remember. (laughs) If you have Todd Gurley, you play Todd Gurley. Remember to pick up milk, bread, and play Todd Gurley. Simple as that. Let's continue the conversation here with the NFL, but we're going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to go into On the Prowl, which is my signature Jacksonville Jaguars segment because I have a lot of thoughts on this upcoming offseason here and what the Jacksonville Jaguars should do. So with that being said, let's go back On the Prowl. Lurking in the shadows is a predator unlike any other. Cities all over the nation be on alert. This predator doesn't slow down. It doesn't take a break. It's always on the The prowl. Joining you on the prowl to talk Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars Jaguars. is Dan Tatora. K A G U A R X. A season ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're knocking on the door of the Super Bowl. This season, (laughs) they were knocking on the door of the NFL draft, top 10 picks. The Jaguars' wheels fell off right after they were put on. The confusion is evident. The reality of it all is that it was nonsensical. This team should be better than what it was. Now, injuries played a factor, and I'm not excusing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm stating an obvious fact. You don't have Marquis Lee. You traded away Alan Hearns. You traded away Allen Robinson. You lose your starting left tackle at Cam Robinson. You lose your backup left tackle in Josh Wells. You go all the way down to Eric Flowers, who did absolutely nothing when he was with the Giants. You lose your center, Brandon Meester. You lose your left guard, who you paid a ton of money to to take away from the Carolina Panthers in and Andrew Norwell. A.J. can had to play hurt at times, or not 100%, at right guard. At right tackle, Jeremy Parnell had to play hurt at times. Leonard Fournette played just a handful of games, but most of the time was not 100% or not playing at all, or suspended. T.J. Yeldon had to play hurt at times. Austin Safarian Jenkins was brought in to be the starting tight end, and he was out for the season. Niles Paul was the backup, and he was out for the season at the tight end position. This offense lost player after player, after player, and the special teams unit that people always want to underestimate on every team, which, which be, you know, I'm befuddled by that because special teams gives you, it gives the other team position and it gives you position. Okay. They have one of the greatest jobs, if not the greatest job on the field, because they are positioning your offense and your defense. They are setting you up to either be on your heels or be on the offensive. To be in a good situation or a potentially horrible situation. And they lost both of their returners, Corey Grant and Jadon Mickens, this season. So then you fire Nathaniel Hackett after he loses all of his offensive weapons and half of his line. (laughs) So that made no sense. And we are where we are right now. So the Jaguars, yeah, they lost games. Yes, the Jaguars struggled. Yes. There are things that they could do better. There are things that Blake Bortles could do better. There is reality in the fact that this team needs more talent offensively. Outside of that, we're looking at the fact that this team lost weapons all over the offensive side of the ball. So what do they do now? And here's my plan for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here is my On the prowl, post-big game, post-end of the season, the morning after, I've made my choice. The Jacksonville Jaguars should go after Nick Foles. Pay him whatever you got to pay him. Okay, It looks like the Eagles are going to let him go. And in my opinion, this draft does not wow me when it comes to the players that are available. So you make a move to get Nick Foles. Now, the report that came out was that the Eagles are going to franchise tag Nick Foles. They can pick a $20 million dollar option up on him, and then he could buy back his freedom for $2 million, and then they would franchise tag him, or the Eagles could save him the $2 million and just go ahead and tag him. But if he wants to leave, it looks like they're going to let him leave. Now, the Jaguars make a good sense. They... they the Jaguars make sense to get Nick Foles, okay? You get a guy who's won a Super Bowl. You get a guy who can come in and help the team right away. You get a backup who's a starter. Two seasons in a row has given Philadelphia life. Now, the former Eagles quarterback coach, John DeFilippo, or DeFilippo, is now the offensive coordinator of the Jaguars. So John D Filippo connection directly to Nick Foles as his quarterback coach, once again, the offensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you have a bond there. The Jaguars have a need. Nick Foles can fill that need more, in my opinion, than anybody in the draft. So this is what I propose. The Jaguars have the seventh overall pick. What I think the Jacksonville Jaguars should do is they should essentially take, well, go out first and foremost, go out and get Nick Foles, right? Make sure that that's done. Get Nick Foles. After you get Nick Foles, I want you to take your seventh pick and I want you to trade down in the first round. Don't trade out of the first round. Trade down in the first round. Get a first-round pick, but when you trade down, take a second-rounder. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, right now, if we look at the draft picks by team to let everybody know what the Jaguars have, essentially, the Jacksonville Jaguars picks that they will have here as we move forward, and I want to make sure that I get you all the information here. On what they essentially have for 2019, because different teams have this, that, and the other, they let things go and whatnot. The Jacksonville Jaguars picks are as follows they have a round one, a round two, a round three, they have uh, two in round three. because of their trade with the Rams to give them Dante Fowler, they have a round four. They have a round six. So they have a bunch of picks here. So they have a round one, two, and three is what I'm getting at. I'm kind of looking here later on in the draft. We don't have to do that. So they have a round one, a round two, a round three at least. Two and, you know, a couple in round three. You you trade down in round one. You take a team's second round pick. So you find a team that has a need, you let them come up. Everybody's got needs, unless maybe you're the Patriots. You let them come up in the draft. Trade down your seventh overall pick in the first round. Get a later first round pick to get another second round pick. Have two second round picks, two third round picks. And this is where you go after your wide receiver. This is where you go after your middle linebacker the Jacksonville Jaguars have needs at quarterback, middle linebacker, and wide receiver. I don't think there's a quarterback, in my opinion, that you can plug and play right away. You can high risk, high reward with Dwayne Haskins, but you may have to trade up to get him. So in my opinion, what the Jacksonville Jaguars should do this offseason, trade for Nick Foles, then trade your number one and trade your uh, your first round, seventh overall pick down in the first round to get another pick in the second round, have two picks in the second round, and then with that late first round and or later first round, and then the two second round picks, assess the situation. And maybe amongst all of this, you look at replacing Jalen Ramsey because maybe you can shop Jalen Ramsey now. Maybe you look at that as well. You know, the reality of it all is, if we look at the wide receiver position in this year's draft, we're looking at DK Metcalf of Ole Miss, AJ Brown of Ole Miss, Calvin Harmon of NC State, Riley Ridley of Georgia. We're looking, you know, we're looking at guys like this that are coming out of this thing. If we're looking at the line, you know, if we're looking at an inside linebacker position, we're looking at. You know, Devin White, Mac Wilson, Tavon Coney, Trey Lamar, T.J. Edwards, Jermaine Pratt, and so on and so forth. They have to get a middle linebacker. They have to get a wide receiver. They need to get a couple wide receivers. And then if we go to corner, Greedy Williams of LSU, but this is, you know, he's going to get taken early. DeAndre Baker of Georgia. Byron Murphy of Washington, Trayvon Mullen of Clemson, who made massive plays. If he drops at all, you got to pick him up. But so here's the situation for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have a head case on your hands with Jalen Ramsey. You have an issue with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, I said last season, not that, not this season, last season, his rookie season, I made it clear. I made it absolutely positively clear. Jalen Ramsey, or pardon me, He was a rookie a couple years ago. But last season, when the team was playing so well, I said, listen, they're winning right now, and Jalen Ramsey's running his mouth. When this team, if and when this team starts losing, watch out for what's going to happen. This team started losing, Jalen Ramsey continued to run his mouth, and I think it opened the door because when you have somebody that's gone off the rocker, right, and you're in a 53-man roster room, You're in that locker room, and you see Jalen Ramsey's getting away with it, he's just running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth. To the people that are on the fence, they start to shift. Or to the people that maybe aren't happy but are quiet, they see him talking, so then they start. So then I saw Telvin Smith continue to go down the negative town road, or the look-at-me, look-at-me road. And then Marcel Darius started to go down this not-so-savory road. You take Jalen Ramsey out of the situation, I don't think Talvin Smith is the way. I don't think Marcel Darius, I don't think you know Yannick Ngakwe is like this. So, there's guys in the Jacksonville locker room, and I could tell you this from being inside of the Jacksonville locker room. There are guys in that locker room that think they won. I mean, they act, I can't say they think they, but they act like they won the Super Bowl. They're buying themselves diamond watches. (laughs) They're, you know opening the chest and putting sunglasses on. This team is acting like they just got back from the Bahamas after winning the Super Bowl. They didn't make it there. Their one job they had to do last season, after everything they did, was beat Tom Brady and Fox Sparrow and the rest of the Patriots. They failed to do it. So what did they do this year? They beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. And after that, they did absolutely nothing. They forgot that there was a rest of the season. So you have a head case with Jalen Ramsey, which I think is the virus in the water that gives life to other potential issues like Marcel Darius and Talvin Smith and whatnot. So you got AJ Boyer, okay? You have a tremendous corner that's quiet and does his job. So you shop Jalen. If you shop Jalen Ramsey right now, you can get a you could get a first round this year, first round next year. You get a first round and a second round. If you shop Jalen Ramsey right now, you can get, in my opinion, you should be able to get a first rounder. You should be able to get a first round pick with something else. A first round pick and a need, a first round pick and a second round pick, a first round pick this year, a first round pick next year. Jalen Ramsey stock is so high right now that you can get what you need from a team for Jalen Ramsey. So I think that Jalen Ramsey's got to be out there. And some of you might think that I'm crazy because he's so talented. But I've been inside that locker room, and I can tell you that this man is not healthy for this team. And as soon as this team starts to struggle, he is not the guy you lean on. He's the guy that you go and say, you know what, could you please stop? Could you could you not say anything else? Because what's happening with this team right now is that they are going through being a team that had made it to the Super Bowl or made it to the that had almost made it to the Super Bowl and then the wheels just completely fell off. This team fought a decade to get back to the playoffs only to miss the playoffs the next season. That is an issue. And if you don't correct that issue in the here and now, in this moment, then this team is going to be it's going to be a fluke that they made it far in the playoffs of 2017-18, more than it's going to be a reality. It's going to be like, oh, every squirrel gets a nut someday. The time to fix the Jaguars is right now. You have the talent. You have a few areas of need. Correct your areas of need. Keep the talent you have and coach that talent to the best of your ability. And you have Tom Coughlin in the building. And Tom Coughlin the only times, the only three times the Jaguars have ever made the AFC championship game are with Tom Coughlin in the building. Whether he's a coach or what he's doing right now as an executive. Tom Coughlin defeated the Patriots twice. He comes back to Jacksonville. They defeat the Patriots. They almost defeat him, and then they defeat him the following season. So you have Coughlin in the building. Allegedly with Coughlin and Marone. You have no nonsense guys who aren't going to put up with BS. You got talent all throughout your defense. You got a strong offensive line. You got a strong running back if he stays healthy. You got a nice special teams game. You lucked in till, you know, you got you did your homework with Josh Lambeau as your kicker. So you have good footing all throughout. You got to figure out your quarterback, your wide receiver, and your middle linebacker. As opposed to the Jacksonville Jaguars of old where it was like literally draft anybody. Because you need help everywhere. So my plan for the Jaguars, get Nick Foles, trade down in the first round, keep your first round, keep a first round pick, but trade down from seven. When you trade down, get somebody second rounder, and from that later first round pick and the two picks in the second round, assess the situation on linebacker and wide receiver first and foremost. I would take best available of the two. In the beginning, whoever the on on the overall board, whoever's there, take them. Whether it's a middle linebacker or a wide receiver, whoever's the best on the board at the time, take that, and then get the other. Because you can find your wide receivers in the first and second round, and you got to get a middle linebacker early. You got to get somebody who could start right away. So you can move Miles Jack back to the outside. Not that he did a bad job, but Miles Jack was really good on the outside and Telvin Smith's really good on the outside and they can cover well and they can get interceptions and they can get fumble recoveries. They can force fumbles. So put them on the outside, get a true middle linebacker, figure out your wide receiver situation, and if you want, look at corner. I'll tell you one thing, if they keep their pick and they go after Greedy Williams, by Jalen Ramsey, because you can't have greedy Jalen and A.J. Boye out there at the same time. I mean, if you want to throw them, one of them in nickel, I mean, but in all honesty, we're in a situation right now where I think it's clear that the Jaguars should go after Foles, they should trade down in the draft, get an extra pick, assess the linebacker situation, assess the wide receiver situation figure out what to do with Jalen Ramsey. They're in a position right now where they can gain picks by trading away Jalen Ramsey and by trading down in the first round. This team could end up with multiple picks in the first round, second, and third round if they do this the right way, and I think that that is the ultimate plan of success for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know what they need. In my opinion, I trust that those positions, quarterback, middle line, middle linebacker, and uh, wide receiver are what they need the most. And Jalen Ramsey is a problem. He's extremely talented, but there's extremely talented guys in Florida State that are problems, right? Jameis Winston, DeAndre Francois recently here. There are issues in Florida State of guys that have come through there they are really, 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 really talented, but they don't have good character. So you want to win a Super Bowl. You were on the cusp of making the Super Bowl a season ago. Look at what's not working. Get your quarterback. If you're going to draft one to me, it's Haskins or Finley. It's Dwayne Haskins or Ryan Finley from Ohio State and NC State, respectively. If not, get Nick Foles, trade down, assess wide receiver, assess middle linebacker, move on with your life. And have a good, hard, long talk with Jalen Ramsey because the biggest issue in your locker room is not Blake Bortles. It's Jalen Ramsey.